Hi everyone, you're watching Young Female Entrepreneurs, the weekly live stream that we he do here every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at ovali.tv slash live in the Ovali TV studio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Ovali. Caught my producer off guard there. <laughs> Ovali, where we empower your home office lifestyle through web hosting, cloud services, and domain names. Visit ovali.com to buy your domain today. And by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash Ovali. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, you're watching Young Female Entrepreneurs. This is episode 23, and my guest tonight is, ooh, the screen went off, is Lisa Nicole Bell. Awesome! I'm so excited to speak with her on over the live stream. I've spoken with her a couple times over the phone, and she's doing some really remarkable things. She's a fantastic role model for young women. She's spoken um, on in numerous occasions on the t on the subject of building businesses as a young woman. Uh, she just finished up with the Legacy Letters. It's a project that she'll be talking about. She's on to a new project. Uh, about Gen Y entrepreneurship. It's a documentary, so she's very much a multimedia, digital media, all sorts of fun stuff entrepreneur. I am on the chat. My name's Jennifer Dono. Again, I'm the host of this evening's live stream. I'm also the director of Young Female Entrepreneurs. And if you have any questions for Lisa tonight, make sure that you chat them in. Like I said, I'll be on the chat. Um, definitely introduce yourself so you can meet other young female entrepreneurs and get to know one another. It's always great, too, that if you share your Twitter handle so that we can follow you after the chat. That's superb. Speaking of Twitter, I wanted to go ahead and let you know that we are on the YFE TV hashtag. So if you would rather be on Twitter and tweeting out, I'm also, as you can see here on my desktop, I'm also trying to man uh, the the Twitter Twitter feed under the hashtag. So let me just retweet Tiffany's on. Um, Tiffany's awesome. Hi, Tiffany. She's a, a military wife who's a copywriter. Uh, her, her Twitter handle is Tiff Silverberg. She's fantastic. Definitely follow her and make just a little shout out to her. Uh, so as far as Twitter goes, though, one fun thing that we have going over at YFE is the YFE chats that happen every other week. And the next one is next Friday, August 8th, I believe is the date. Oh, gosh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it's a Friday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, so it's a Friday night party type of a deal. It, the Friday night ones seem to attract a lot of people, people um, who are like me that stay home on Friday nights and kind of decompress rather than going out. Um, so it's always a fun showing. And then, of course, we've got the uh, new iTunes feed up. I have uh, two feeds now for young female entrepreneurs. If you're someone that enjoys watching the 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 guest, um, check out the video version of the iTunes feed. And then, of course, we have an MP3 version up. That was that's brand new, just a couple weeks old. And um, I know there's a couple of you out there that like to walk your dogs and listen, or like to listen in the car. So check that out. And if you could do me a favor, I'd be forever grateful. Go on there and make sure that you rate us. Give us however many stars you feel like is appropriate and leave a comment. And in your comment, if you want to say, hey, I really love this guest or I love this topic, it's always nice to hear what you guys are appreciating as young female entrepreneurs so that we can gear the show towards our audience. 
So um, that's just a couple things that are happening at Young Female Entrepreneurs. Another big one that I'm going to go ahead and announce tonight. I haven't talked to Erin about this and haven't told her that I was going to announce it. But I'm actually going to be in Los Angeles at uh, the YFE LA meetup in September. September 13th, I believe it is, Thursday night. I'm very excited about this because behind me you can see Erin of Well in LA. She's in charge of our meetups in, in Los Angeles. She's fantastic, gorgeous, super positive, very ambitious ambitious and so the meetups are always a lot of fun this will be her third one I believe and so I'm very excited to meet all of you gorgeous Los Angeles women I'm up here in Seattle and I'll be going to a couple events here in in uh in town I guess uh in August so go to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com and click on IRL meetups so you can find out more the website by the way is switching it's changing slowly progressing into a new look um Shanda Foisy a lot of you have mentioned that you know there's new branding for YFE Shanda Foisy of Pixel Soup Creatives. She's the one that, uh, she's been with YFE for a couple years now when we were first doing meetups in Seattle. And I'm very proud to have her work on the website. Thank you so much, Shanda. You're doing a fantastic job. Um, uh, full disclosure, she didn't do the whole website. So if, it, if you don't like the way it looks, it's my fault. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and go on to the subject at hand. We've got Lisa Nicole Bell on. She's an incredible, I'm going to let her do the introduction because she has... A crazy amount of achievements. She's gotten awards from numerous publications. She has a lot of different projects uh, under her belt. She's got a multimedia company. She has a, a nonprofit that helps young women who become who can to help them become better leaders. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce Lisa Nicole Bell on to YFE TV. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. All right. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself. I I have a bio. If you're looking at the Oval Eye TV website with the event, it's like three paragraphs long, full of just like dot, dot, dot achievements all over the place. It's awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, my background was a toggle between business and entertainment. Um, I went to school for business law. I started my first business while I was in college, and I was also working in the entertainment industry as an actress at the time, doing film and television and national commercials. Um, from there, I went on to start a marketing and branding consultancy for real estate and escrow companies in Los Angeles. So this was around the time that it was the cool, sexy thing to do in LA was to buy and flip real estate. So um, I learned a lot. It was very exciting time um, to be an entrepreneur. And then from there, I realized that there were a lot of unscrupulous people who were coming into the space. Anytime there's a boom in an industry, everybody floods into it. And there's a lot of great people, but there's also some shystery people, as I like to call it. <laughs> I, just, I didn't want to work with people who were not operating in full integrity, like myself. And so I decided that I wanted to get out of that. And I took some time off to really figure out what I wanted to do. I felt like I was living under my potential. And I slowly started to gain uh, some clarity around my vision for Inspired Life Media Group. And it was born one piece at a time. So Inspired Girls was the first piece of that that rolled out. I, um, in the span of one year, I wrote my book, I produced my first event for young women, and I wrote, directed, produced, and co-starred in 
a stage production, a full-length stage production that went up here in LA. So I had a fire lit under me and I just got very focused and very excited about everything that I wanted to do. And then that kind of evolved into the work that I'm doing now in the media and entertainment space, really bringing some socially relevant conversations to that. And I'm also super duper excited about tech and all the interesting things. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm also um, an advisor to a mobile app company out of Canada. So um, doing all kinds of interesting things and just really, really excited about all of it because I think this is such a great time to be a young entrepreneur because the barriers to entry are really lower than they've ever been. So um, that's me in a nutshell and what I do. (laughs) All right. So if you're just tuning in right now, uh, you're watching Lisa Nicole Bell. She's my guest for the next 20 or so minutes. And she is a super duper entrepreneur. (laughs) If I can copy her, 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 uh, her word. Um, Now, as far as, okay, you just said a lot of different things and, um, (laughs) Let's backtrack a little bit. You started your first business at 19. Yes. And that business was? That business was Live and Learn. We did standardized test preparation and tutoring for students in K through 8 all throughout L.A. County, um, which was such a great business to learn on because I was consistently dealing with parents. So the client was older than I was. I was having to learn things about Uh, customer service, about leverage, about scale, about time management, about um, getting people to pay on time. I mean, so many different things. So um, I learned a lot in the process. I positively impacted the lives of a lot of of young people and brought on some people to help me with that as well. So I learned a lot about hiring and firing and all those different things. And you were in school at that time? I was in school. I was at Cal State Northridge studying business law at the time. So why business law? Um, I started out as a political science major and uh, <laughs> so, like what? I am a learning junkie. Like I am addicted to learning. Um, some people call it nosy. I call it just learning inclined. Um, I love to learn. And so I went into school for political science because I thought it was an interesting topic and it was. We were like studying history and politics and all these different things and I thought this is so great. But I was there as more of a spectator, and I noticed that the other students in my poli-sci classes were like so fired up and intense, like they wanted to run for office and all of this other kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. I just kind of think it's interesting. I'm just enjoying the class. And I realized that if I came out of school uh, without the same vigor and fervor that they had, that I probably would not be able to make the best use of a poli-sci degree. So it was like, okay, well, you know, what are you going to major in? I kind of started with the idea of majoring in theater or um, cinema or something like that. But it, it occurred to me that that if I wanted to go to law school after undergrad, or if I wanted to start my own business or whatever it was that I wanted to do, if I had a business degree, I really felt like I could do anything I wanted to do after that. And I knew that, you know, whether I wanted to be in the entertainment and media space or wanted to do something totally different, a business degree would always be useful. Knowing how to read contracts would always be useful. And it turns out that it has been. So that's kind of how I stumbled on that degree. (laughs) That's funny. No, I was a political science major and I unfortunately did not uh, come to your realization until I finished the major. And then I was like, okay. I don't I don't really want to do anything in politics, but I enjoyed it. It was really fascinating to learn about. But um, no, I like that. So now as far as starting your business, you were 19 years old. You went into then commercial real estate, like you were saying, or the flipping piece. How old were you at that point? 
Um, I was about 22 at that time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, about so then when did you make the, the transition into the, the media piece of it? Well, during the time that I was in college, I was also auditioning and, and all of that. Um, I was on Lifetime, I was on national commercials for Coke yeah. and Forbes and, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Ford and K-Swiss and all of these different brands. So it was a simultaneous thing. I am a, a textbook Gemini and textbook entrepreneur and that uh, <laughs> I'm interested in a lot of different things. And so um, I was like, this is relatively easy and that I can audition during the day. I was going to school at night. So during the day I was managing my business. I was going on my auditions. I was working and, and kind of keeping it all together. So it worked and I enjoyed it. But in the entertainment space, I felt like I was not fully maximizing my potential because I felt like I was a good actress, but I felt like as a producer, I could do so much more. As a writer, I could do so much more. And I really wanted to create an impact, not just be a talking head. So that kind of inspired that transition. Wow. And that, do you, you don't have to answer this. You could just say I'd like to, you know, pass. But how, how old are you now? I am over 25 and under 30. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So everything has happened really fast for you, I feel like. you. Very I mean, fast. Just looking over your bio, so why don't you list off a couple of the achievements that you've had over the, over the last couple of years? Oh, boy. Um, so Inspired Girls has impacted the lives of you know, 50,000 plus girls at this point. Um, we've worked with a lot of agencies, after school programs, and nonprofits to create that impact. We've done programs uh, throughout the U.S. We've done stuff in Ecuador. We've done stuff in Liberia. Um, that's been really fantastic to create that social impact because it's very important to me. Um, I've also created books. Uh, I have contributed to two books, written one of my own, and also edited an anthology which is the Legacy Letters, which you mentioned earlier. Um, traveled, spoken quite extensively, contributed to, to television shows. Um, just really been um, focused on creating an impact. Because I think Legacy Letters, I think Legacy is a super important thing. And you have to wake up every day and say, if today is the last, then how do I want to spend it? And am I playing full out? And I think um, you can live without regret about what you've done or not done if you show up and give every day 100%. So that's kind of how I approach life. I love that. No, that's fantastic. Now, I was I was going to ask you what has made you, what's kind of uh, lit the fire under you that keeps ambitious, uh, keeps you so ambitious. Um, and that makes total sense. Now, what, but what's behind you? What's behind me? Yeah, there's some kind of colorful, Physically? fun stuff oh. happening behind you there. My plot for world domination. <laughs> This is just a project board that has some stuff on it that I'm working on. Um, and there's another one over there. So I'm, I'm always, I'm a visual person. So I have to be able to see my projects laid out sequentially to know what's coming next. It's also how I brainstorm and how I manage the projects. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you now. As far as getting up and wanting to live life to the fullest, have no regrets, is there anything specific like exercises that you do or like books that you read, people that you connect with? Um, yes, so I have something called the Monday morning call, which I do with a person who inspires me. So I reach out to someone the week before and say, are you available Monday morning? And I have a call with them. It's an incredible way to start the week, just talking about lofty ideals, not necessarily your business specifically, but just about 
life, business, the impact that you want to create and things like that. It's a great way to start the week. Um, but I really believe in what I call internal housekeeping, journaling, reading, prayer, meditation, um, stretching. I think all those things are super important because how you start the day is frequently how you finish. And I think if you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. It kind of informs the rest of your day and you have that frenetic, weird, nervous energy going on. So I think it's really important to get grounded every morning. I love that. Now, as far as going back to the Gemini-ness of yourself, um, you, I, all right. So I recently saw, not recently, I feel like everything is recently, but I'm pretty sure it was like a year ago. <laughs> I saw Seth Godin speak and he spoke on the idea that especially our generation is moving away from the careers, having, you know, working at Boeing for 50 years and retiring there. We're moving on to much more project-based employment where we go after contracts. We start one thing one year and we start something else the next year. So with that in mind, it's something that it feels like you've really embraced. And like you said, you're a Gemini. You like to go from one thing to the next and really fulfill your passion. But it all has kind of a deeper meaning behind it, right? There's definitely a foundation of helping and giving back, especially to the youth. Now, as far as the business model of this goes, what does that look like? How do you make money like what how do you or how do you forecast is any of that traditional business stuff within your own company sure so I think that um, what one of the things you touched on is really important is the common thread and everything that I do and some people are like oh yeah that makes sense I get it and other people are like it looks like a hodgepodge of activity but it's not um, it, it has a very specific intention behind it and believe it or not there are a lot of things I choose not to do because they're not in alignment um, but as far as business models for inspired girls we are we were not a nonprofit. We are not a nonprofit. We've never been a nonprofit. We've always been a for-profit company that's servicing nonprofits. Nice. So a lot of nonprofits get um, funding from the government and from foundations and other entities. And uh, when they get funds from the government, there's a certain amount of money that they have to spend on what they call enrichment. So you can't just say you guys go outside and play kickball. You can't just say you guys sit around and paint your nails. You have to give them something structured to do that is considered enriching and you have to actually report back on the outcome of that program. The challenge with that for a lot of nonprofits and after school agencies is that um, they don't have the money to hire someone full-time. They need to have the programming, but it's expensive to hire someone who's gotten a master's or a PhD in you know, education and wants to devote full-time hours to figuring out what the heck you're going to do with a bunch of teenage girls or uh, college-age young women for that matter. And so that's where Inspired Girls came in. We were creating the content and programming for those organizations and it's scalable for us because it's kind of a one and done thing in that once we've created it, we can just customize it for the next organization or the next school district or whatever. Um, so that was the business model for that, which is uh, one that worked really well. Um, for the media projects, it's a little different in that some of the people that we're working with are actually partners of ours, and so we're working cross-promotionally. So it depends on who the end user is. When we create a piece of content, we're usually selling it to a network, to a website, to some other entity that needs the content. So in that regard, we're almost like a production company in that we will conceive of and create some, some piece of content and then we'll sell it. Um, alternatively, we can also decide to do some type of revenue sharing on advertising. If we decide to run it on a specific site, we've even done this with television. If we run it somewhere and we say, okay, let's do some type of deal where we take a percentage of the advertising revenue 
versus taking a lump sum up front or even a lump sum on the back end. Um, every now and then we get asked to create something specific for a specific entity where they come to us and say we have a budget of X number of dollars and we'd like to create a short film. We'd like to create something educational. Um, in those instances, we're really not doing as much of that anymore, but in those instances, it's got to be in alignment with what Inspired Life Media Group is all about. We're not just taking people that are like, hey, we're doing a documentary about strippers. Like, what? Like, that's <laughs> not how we roll. So in those cases, we're like, we can refer you out to someone else who can do that with you. But um, so there's, there's multiple streams of revenue. Um, and as far as the Lisa Nicole Bell brand, they're speaking, there's hosting, there is uh, books and information products. So again, we have two to three streams of revenue coming in at any given time. And I really think it's important for any entrepreneur, but especially young female entrepreneurs, to have multiple streams of revenue. It's, it's just that's the way you have to do it because our economy is so fickle. You said a lot of really awesome things right there. So I hope everyone's taking notes because I'm mentally taking notes there. So as far as um, you, you talked about we and having, um, you know, we have something and we turn around and we customize it. We, what does, who's part of Lisa Nicole Bell's empire of brands? Um, as far as inspired life goes, do you contract out for that type of, you know, for the actual like filming that happens? I don't know exactly what you would say with that, but what does that yeah. look like as far as your team? Well, with, the, with Inspired Girls, we have facilitators that go in and actually deliver the trainings. Um, sometimes the client wants to just buy the content free and clear and administer it themselves, in which case we'll usually do some type of training as an ancillary piece to the program that they've purchased. But um, for the media projects, most of them are project-based, so it doesn't make sense to keep anybody on full-time year-round. Um, those are people that can be contracted out even bringing on certain freelancers and things like that. So those are people who can remain a part of the ILMG team while also being able to take on other projects, assuming that those projects do not become a liability to the brand. Very nice. Now, as far as I w I'm going to skip up ahead, I have a few other questions, but we're running out of time. And I want to make sure if you're on chat, if you're just tuning in now, you are watching Lisa Nicole Bell, and we're talking about the Lisa Nicole Bell empire, really. She was just saying she has a few different companies, all serving youth, making the world a better place, basically. And now, you just finished up with the legacy letters. Now, on your site, you say that it's an anthology, and a uh, which has a, a companion documentary, and they're intended to offer a sober reflection on the challenge of becoming a woman and a priceless guide to reducing life's learning curves. So... As far as that goes, I mean, the story behind the legacy letters, I could ask you all about that. But growing up, did you have mentors that you that kind of helped shape your future, that gave you some direction? No, that was part of the motivation for creating it. Because even as an adult woman, I really struggled to find a female mentor. And That's I was very problem. frustrated. Yeah, a lot of and women have had that. Yeah, and, and ironically, even men have gotten so much value from the legacy letters because I think the challenge of finding a mentor is something that we can all identify with, but I didn't have one. All of my mentors have been like 60-year-old men for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a common, a common thing that's happening right now. So now as far as 
um, the mentorship gro goes, do you have tips for women as far as finding someone that can be in their life? Do you think that that's actually needed? Do you feel like someone needs a, you know, quote unquote mentor like you would if you were working for Target, for example, where they have that corporate mentorship programs? Or do you feel like it could be something that you read in a book or you have a relationship with someone today and then you find a new mentor tomorrow? I mean, what's your what's your idea on mentorship or what's your kind of conclusion on all of this? I think mentorship is absolutely necessary. It really is. Um, you can save yourself so much time and money and heartache if you'll secure a mentor. So I do think that young female entrepreneurs should absolutely have mentors. I think the process of finding one starts with not asking anyone to be your mentor. Like nobody has time. And most people feel like if you say, will you be my mentor? That's <laughs> them signing up for more responsibility than they already have, like another thing to do or another thing to suck at if they feel like they're not managing all their other responsibilities successfully. So I think it's really important to approach someone and say, you know, I really admire what you've accomplished in your industry. Would it be okay for me to email you some very specific questions from time to time that I have because I'd like to do something similar to what you've done? Or to say, um, you know, is it okay if we create a standing date where every other month I get to take you out for lunch? Um, these are the kinds of things that people can say yes to because it's a discrete package. Yes, I can agree to lunch every other month, but saying, will you mentor me? Like that sounds like such a big responsibility. Um, so that's just one of the tips that I think young women can use to find mentors. I like it. Now, I recommend that everyone check this out. And it, I, can you say the URL where they can find specifically the legacy letters? Sure. It's fromherpin.com, as in she wrote it. From her P is in Paul, E and is in Nancy dot com. And we'll have all of this at overlay.tv along with this. And you're watching episode 23. So if you're looking for the notes and the links, you'll find them there. Now, as far as um, the next project that you're working on now, the Gen Y documentary, you talk about how um, you're trying to help young people take economic matters into their own hands. Now, you spoke at the Extreme Entrepreneurship Tour last year, and I've read about this. I mean, I, weren't they, they were an Inc. 30 under 30 group, yeah, right? Like crazy stuff they've going on there. Now, as <laughs> far as speaking there, what were the most popular questions that you received from young people as far as uh, entrepreneurship goes? A lot of it dealt with um, getting started, uh, time management, and also the social implications of starting a business, being ostracized by friends, having parents tell you you can't do it, feeling like you're not good enough. The success of entrepreneurship and really any endeavor in life starts with your thinking because that's the progression is thoughts, feelings, and results. And so a lot of time it's dealing with mindset stuff with them and, and helping them to see themselves as an entrepreneur first because then they can more easily take the action. Now, what, what type of tips did you give to uh, these young people as far as the mindset goes to get into that piece where they're more confident and they feel like they can achieve it even when their parents and their friends are saying, hey, go get a job? <laughs> well, a lot of it, like your body, depends on what you feed your mind. So I encourage them to read, to make reading a habit, to read a minimum of 10 pages every day so they can finish a book a month. I encourage them to change the people that they're around to make different decisions about who they invest their time with, to seek out mentors, and to also really understand that the business that you start will only be as great as you are. So as an entrepreneur, you have to invest in yourself. You have to spend time improving as a person, whether that be improving your communication skills, improving your knowledge set, 
whatever it may be, you have to get better if you want your business to get better. So those are some of the things that, that I always share with them. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic advice. Now, you were quoted in Women 2.0 as um, recommending the book Pitch Like a Girl. And I spoke with you over the phone a couple days ago. And you even said this earlier in the interview that you're enthusiastic about tech and that you're, I mean, there's looking around, there's very few women in tech that are pitching to investors that are making it known, selling themselves. Now, Pitch Like a Girl, you said, uh, has made you more effective at sales and marketing, especially marketing yourself and your company. Do you have any tips for young women to become, to help them become more confident in selling themselves? Do your homework. I think a lot of times we're going in fearful because we don't know who we're dealing with, what we're dealing with, or what to expect. The more research and homework you do, the more confident you can be in intelligently addressing the other person. So I do a ton of research before I pitch anybody on anything, as much as I can possibly do. I will look stuff up on LinkedIn. I'll look stuff up on Google. I'll look at their website. I'll talk to people that we may have in common. Really figure out as much as I can on my own. I think the other thing is is really understanding persuasion understanding even as much as neuro-linguistic programming and all these different tools for communication because it's not as simple as hey I have a company will you invest in me you have to really <laughs> to the like psychology of how people think and how people make decisions and it can feel a little like heady and woo-woo and matrixy sometimes but it's important it's an important skill to have not just for pitching investors but also pitching people in your company now, for any of you that are on chat, I'm just finishing up with Lisa Nicole Bell. So if you have any questions for her, now is the time to chat them out so that I can relay them over. Um, I just have a couple more questions. Now, as far as a pers your personal life goes, and I know this is always a little weird when I bring it up, but I think this is seeing the big picture of what it means to be in business for yourself is very important, especially as a young person. Now, as far as dating and marriage and all that stuff, I speak to uh, countless women, the countless number of women that go into it saying, I'm going to start a business now so that I can get married and that I can have kids and have flexible time. Do you have tips on how to handle dating, relationships, all of that stuff, all the stuff that happens outside of the business? I think Sheryl Sandberg said it best. She said the most important career decision you'll ever make is who you choose to marry. And I subscribe to that line of thinking. So I think as a young woman who's an entrepreneur, and it's likely that you will be an entrepreneur of some sort throughout your entire life. It's kind of an illness that you always have. But <laughs> once you're an entrepreneur, you have to be with a partner who understands that. Um, it's a very different thing to be a woman entrepreneur because there are implications around it for family and, and your role in society as a woman. So I think that you have to have a partner who really gets it, that gets the time commitment, that gets the travel demand, that gets all of the lifestyle implications of being an entrepreneur. And I think that extends to other relationships as well, like really learning how to vet people in and out of our inner circles. Because as a woman, you have to feel supported and safe in your personal relationships. Otherwise, they wreak havoc on your business. Smart. I like that. <laughs> Makes total sense. Now, as far as um, the actual 
let's okay let's switch back over to business but a little bit more of a personal side now you are a member of the YEC when I spoke with you over the phone the first thing you said is how can I help you what can I do for you you went on you were very organized with an agenda and um, so you just you you give off the impression that you are very good at networking you're very well connected I've I know I'm friends with you on Facebook and I've seen a few things that you've done and it's just incredible so now as far as a young woman that's out there that's trying to get their, her company started that's trying to grow do you have tips as far as networking who to what groups to belong to how to get in touch with the right people that kind of a thing um, I think it really has to come down to connection and it's and it's an organic thing because if you are being yourself and you genuinely like people and you genuinely want to help people the whole world will come to your doorstep and I found that the more I find ways to help and connect other people the more good things come back to me so I think there has to be this need to take the emphasis off of yourself and off of your elevator pitch and all this other silly salesy stuff and just say hey this is another person no matter how rich or famous or accomplished someone is it's a person and they have feelings and they have things they're afraid of and things that make them happy and their favorite food so you have to look at it as that like this is still a person at the end of the day and I just want to connect with them I think the other thing is that you really have to leverage the network you already have sometimes we're like oh I want to get to this person and I'm gonna struggle up the mountain of trying to reach this per this person when really someone that you already know is like one degree from them right so the internet has made us super ultra connected especially with things like Twitter and Quora and LinkedIn and so on so look at your current network right reach out to someone that is already successful and say hey I am trying to to build my connections with other influencers, who are two people that you would recommend I connect with? And would you mind facilitating introductions to those people? That's a cheap and dirty and easy way that you can build your network, leverage the people that you already know, and show the people in your current network that you're serious about building your business. All right, so Lisa, we have a question from Tiffany uh, on the chat. Did you read any books or take any classes in language programming, neurolinguistics, as you mentioned earlier? Good question. That's a great question. I took a, um, a small class on neurolinguistic programming, which changed my life, blew my hair back. <laughs> like, if you get a chance to read anything or study anything on neurolinguistic programming, do it. I mean, like, it will take your communication from good to great. And um, I've also read Influence by Robert Caldini. That's a great one. Um, getting to Yes. So I think, you know, sometimes women are like, well, I just want to be nice to everybody and I don't want to manipulate anybody. So I'm not going to read any of that stuff. And it's like <laughs> uh, communication is communication and you may as well do it effectively because you got to do it. So I very highly recommend influence and I very highly recommend, you know, classes and information on NLP. It's fascinating. Nice. Well, I wonder, uh, Tiffany, I mean, you're a copywriter. You've got to, that's got to be something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a linguist is... As a linguistics major, I've been fascinated by that forever. Thank you. Yeah, so great advice. Lisa Nicole Bell uh, of so many different projects. Where can we find you online? Where's the best place to connect with you? LisaNicoleBell.com is the best place to find me online and hear about what I'm up to. Right there on the homepage, there's a an update. What is What are we up to this month? So it tells you what's going on and has links to all of our cool projects. And um, RevisedTheDream.com will be up soon. If you want to hop on the list awesome. and be the first to be in the know, then check that out as well. Awesome. Now, as far as Twitter goes, you're very active on Twitter. Can people tweet you? <laughs> 
please tweet me. I am, I love, I heart, okay, love Twitter. It is my favorite social network for so many reasons. Please do tweet me. I love to meet new people. I love interesting conversation. So if you tweet me, I will tweet back and we'll have a good time. And you've tweet got me. the, we've got Lisa's handle over there. So make sure that you tweet her out. Thank you so much for being on Young Female Entrepreneurs. I so appreciate it. I love your energy. Very positive. Um, the Gemini-ness in you definitely radiates out and it always gets me excited about business. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was humbling. I appreciate it. All right, well, you've been watching Young Female Entrepreneurs, a live stream that happens every Thursday night here in the Oval Eye TV studio at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Next week's guest is, okay, I'm so excited because we've been in L.A. for a while now. I did not do that intentionally, but we're coming back up to the Pacific Northwest, someone that just moved back here from Austin. She's all about crowdfunding and using PR to get your business funded and out into the into the world. So it's going to be an awesome show. Make sure that you come back here next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And until then, make sure that you check out Ovalay.tv to get all of Lisa Nicole Bell's links. And have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for watching.